Hi everyone, uh, welcome to Wolf Sound podcast. Today, uh, today I have an amazing guest, uh, Sahar Hashmi, and she's a poet, satirist, spoken word artist. She's of Pakistani origin and based in Bahrain. And she has a podcast called At the Bookend, where she invites fellow authors to read excerpts from their own work. Her debut anthology titled Othered is available now in print and she will read from it for us today. Incredible book. Uh, I recommend it to everybody. I'll share the, the link below so that you can also check it out. Um, and uh, she has two more books in the pipelines for 2024. Uh, Impetus, a book of short stories, and another untitled book with a collection of poems in three languages, English, Urdu, and Punjabi. I'm uh, very honored to get to speak with her today, and uh, we're going to get to know the the author behind this work. And um... Thanks a lot for inviting me on your show, Jay. That pleasure is always mine. Tell us uh, a bit about your journey writing others. And uh, the title is really interesting. I would love to know more about it. Um, Adhud is a book which um, mostly contains all those uh, poems which I wrote recently um, in within a span of two, three years, um, starting from 2017 up till 2019. So then I thought of, you know, um, I've been writing here and there and like, you know, intermittently, sometimes I would just go you know, off it and um, I haven't been following any kind of discipline which you need, which is desperately needed if you want to, you know, come up with the book with some sort of substantial body of work. So then uh, I thought of, you know, instead of, you know, just berating my work, I thought of, you know, taking it up seriously. I am a literature graduate, so um, I was in the habit of uh, writing, but uh, I wasn't compiling it the way it is supposed to be compiled and then, uh, you know, impro improvised upon. You have to go back to the drafts and then just uh, uh, view the whole book and you know, first you have to improve upon them, pair them out and make it sure that this is your final draft of the poem. Then you have to think of the whole body of the book, the theme that you want to come up with, what's, what is it the book represents and uh, what are the poems that you, out of your writing and all that you have jotted down that you want to pull up for that particular collection, which is going to come with certain you know, um, uh, title as well. It's It wasn't untitled. I always had the title in my mind. And then I thought of, you know, just putting them all together and then uh, went along with publishing. So what's the meaning of othered, uh, put simply? It means to stand, to, to, to be left out into the margins and not to be allowed uh, to be a part of the mainstream of, or of a social stream. Mm. It can be so extreme of life. So, so that's what we feel. Like to feel Push. left out, to feel ostracized, or, or well, more like being different. Uh, ostracized has different con connotations. I don't want to pick that word, but being othered is when you, when you are not allowed uh, a justified space in the social stream, in the socio-economic stream of life. Mm -hmm. And uh, you are pushed towards the margins and all the factors, all the socio-economic indicators are against you. They are pushing you towards the margins. So you feel othered. 
right. because of all those. It, it, it's not ostracization. It's That is different. Do you have a uh, favorite poem you can share with us? I It was hard for me to choose one because I really love the, the ones you shared with me so graciously. So um, would you share your personal favorite one? Or something you feel like you are ready to share now? For sure, I would love to. And thanks a lot for your kind words about my poetry. Um, there is a poem that I wrote. Um, inequality, in fact, is uh, is a theme that recurs in my poetry. Um, it's it's going to be in the next book as well. And I just keep wondering about it, um, about uh, different factors, different hidden factors, uh, and uh, which are responsible for perpetuating it in our life, inequality. So uh, this is, in fact, is a, uh, is a poem that is dedicated to Kashmir's freedom movement, their, their struggle to attain the right to self-determination. And inspired that poem was that all of a sudden, uh, you know, they, the Kashmiris have been fighting for their right to self-determination for a long time. And they had, a, a, according to the constitution of India, they had some sort of semblance of liberty or, or some sort of autonomy. Not We cannot say liberty, but autonomy over their own land because of one small article, 370, which is why they still, they could still call this part of that the land that, that is called Kashmir an independent some sort of independent area in pakistan we have a big huge part which is called kashmir and, and there are so many kashmiris all over the world not in pakistan so everybody was voicing on um, yeah offline their their protest and also online as well so i just uh, I, I write about that. I support them for their, you know, they I support their freedom movement, their struggle to attain their uh, the right to self-determination, to decide what they want to do with their own land, the right to their to own their own land. So which is why I have written some point. Nothing happened despite uproar and despite all the pressure and activism that uh, that somehow sprung up. And that was that could have been of some use. But nothing happened. Nobody could prevail upon India, neither UNO or your union, all, all, all the you know, superpowers. Nobody could, you know, sway over them. So uh, just uh, it's just a moment of a little bit of, uh, you know, nothing, nothing good came out of all that, you know, movement that was built and the protests which were, which which took place both off and online. I call it a right-based point. So uh, it goes like this. Freedom is a dream, a cotton candy, pop culture, reverie, around maple that I often be with unbearable burden of hardcore, steely reality denting my front door. Something I hold on to, wrap my fingers tight around, darting my eyes here and there, hollow blue of honking trucks, wanton boys without fear on wiggly winding trails. Fear of a child crossing Grand Trunk Road, not built keeping school-going twins in mind. Liberty comes to me in the guise of an angry young man I grew up watching in Bollywood movies. Fed on principles of constantly being in need of someone to fill in the blanks on permission slip for life. It's a caviar not served on my chipped plate. A Cherry topping, 
that isn't meant to be, if born on last crumbling rung of humanity. At times it flutters away on the wings of that gaudy butterfly, red writing who chased frantically only to be found missing in Wall Street Wolves' company. So much so it resembles quite open what Queen rears on top of her head on regal occasions. Pity, isn't it so? After all those gothic mattress hurdles of proving someone else can also yearn freedom, burn with to be like imperialist royalty. Years and years of aching for a dream gone deaf on studied ears. Freedom is, I've spent my whole life searching for only to discover way close to Denuma. It's just not my thing. So with a heart clogged with colonial legacy of falling short of to be, wanting in what's supposed to be, not keeping with what ought to be, I say R.I.P. Liberty. Wow. It's um, it's one of those, po it's packed, your poems are packed with layers of emotions and thoughts. It, it feels, it feels to me that every line makes me want to sit and reflect for a few moments. Um, it's not the poem to read once for sure. Uh, I like that. And I have a feeling also that it's deep enough that every time you read it, you unpack a little more. And it can resonate with a lot of people, even those in, from a completely different side of the world, different circumstances, different things they support. I think there's something, some resonance within all of us in this poem. And uh, thank you so much for sharing it. And about your podcast also, it's the, the bookend. Uh, what, what motivated you to start that and shed light on fellow authors um, <laughs> i am in love with uh, voice you know it's just rise and fall the cadence the way different people speak and uh, different people speak english as well so uh, i know that you know there is a lot of you know colonial uh, baggage that we have because you know the same language and the way we speak it it's not our it's not our native language but because of so many factors, we we have just adopted it consciously, unconsciously, whatever is the reason. So we speak it with our own inflection, with our own stresses, the way we roll ours. And, you know, it's totally different. But I love it. I, and I want to find some meaning in it, why we do that. I was I'm passionate about it. And uh, reading aloud uh, is something that uh, I am. A, I, I am a spoken word artist as well. So it's something that uh, it's I'm passionate about. And I want to, you know, I just, uh, I think that uh, human voice and irrespective of what is an ideal way to, you know, pronounce a word or to say it, uh, it has its own impact. And uh, like, it's, it's, it's lovely to hear somebody just reading it out, be it a poem or a prose, there's so much of expression that you add to it, which is not there when you are reading it. Right, right. Wow, that's I did not expect uh, this to be the reason at all. Uh, people have podcasts for all kinds of reasons, you know. And uh, again, there's uh, something uh, very beautiful about your willingness to exchange and be very curious about something and 
and your need to connect, which makes me uh, want to ask you, have you had an experience with being othered in your personal life? And would you like, do you have a story to share about why you're passionate about injustice in general? Um, there isn't any, um, <laughs> you know, there is no story. There are facts. And, you know, because, um, yes, I, I do feel that. And poetry is just, this is, uh, I was going to, when you were kind of, you know, saying some kind words about my poem, This Freedom uh, is a, a, a dream, a cotton candy rabbi, which I have written. And I was conscious of it for in support of Kashmir's freedom movement. But if you, if anybody know about it about my inspiration and my dedication they can still connect to it because it's all about freedom getting liberty and how uh, how you feel what kind of you know disillusionment and a kind of a snarky mood takes over you when you are denied this basic inalienable right which is uh, which is meant for everyone because of any of the reasons or you know because economic reasons that you are from from uh, some struggling class uh, or uh, from poor class, from if you exist in margins, which can be because of so many reasons and being because of being a woman as well. Mm. So it's uh, you know when you there is personal, but you know I grew up knowing and uh, the teachers that and also the books that I read that you have to do something to, to you know transform mm. to the best of your knowledge transform that personal into impersonal so that people can also when you are going to put it out there for readers so so that they can also find some sort of connection to it and this is the, the best way to um, and only then it is called something which is called literature so mm -hmm. otherwise uh, have personal stories with facts and figures in newspapers but that's not literature that's mm -hmm. journalistic so uh, we, you just it's it's an attempt to poeticize to write a short story fiction is an attempt to to know to to go beyond that personal and then just look into it that you are not the only one who is the victim there's so many other people who yeah. have also been through and the same plight and there are some didn't go explore the reasons you know which just suss it out what are the factors which is why this just is a pattern with certain people so it's just like that. Do you have a certain discipline? Do you have a certain routine? Do you write consistently? What 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 do you do? What's your what's your personal routine as a writer? I used to be a very unruly kind of writer or a poet. I would say that, but that's of no use. It doesn't help you at all. And uh, if you if you really want to, if you are serious about publishing or about taking it up as a, as a profession and even if you are not planning to take it up as a profession if you want to continue to write you're, you're just doing it for self-expression but if you want to continue with that you want to you know just uh, you have to follow certain discipline and some sort of routine it may be different for uh, different people like different uh, people and different writers have different sorts of routines some may just sit down in the morning others have evenings or night times but um, with me I have learned to 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 respect that that uh, you know and I have learned to 
not to trash it and to follow some sort of uh, you know dis- discipline as well i started off like you know i'm just uh, there are certain lines that i would just uh, scribble on uh, on a list grocery list and at the end of it i'm writing a grocery list and at the end of it i'm writing two or three lines which may which which is very much important it may be a haiku or it may be uh, just the beginning of a poem and after that once i'm done with grocery just it's totally torn apart in the bin along with the lines i have learned to respect the call and to follow some sort of discipline and i have made it sure that it's never going to land in the bin ever uh, what i do is that um, i just try to sit down mostly when something is something when the, the mood is there and something just hits me something uh, i right something you can say that just comes to me descends or uh, like if something triggers mostly mm-hmm. I, i just told in equality there are certain factors which trigger it are um then i just write it down and then i make it sure i go back to it and even if it's just a line then i just go back to it that you said uh, to you learn to respect the call and uh, this is such a key statement a lot of times maybe we get afraid of the call or we don't feel we are up to task we're not worthy of the call and so we subconsciously push it away and um, and it's very beautiful if we just focus on just respecting it and keeping it simple and answering that with also respect for ourselves and and the gift that we've been given so uh, it's a great lesson and it's good you, you mentioned that we have about seven minutes left And uh, I would love to hear one more of your poems. Oh, sure, I would love to read um, a poem that you mentioned that you also loved a lot. Um, there is a poem, Langston Hughes' poem, um, um, Harlem. So this poem of mine is in conversation with uh, Langston Hughes' poem, Harlem, in which he's questioning about... he has questioned about it's it's a very famous poem and everybody has you know some part of it must have heard it it's a short very compact lovely amazing poem and he is wondering about the dreams which cannot be what happens to the dream to a dream which cannot be realized and transformed mm-hmm. into reality so i it, this poem is in conversation with his poem to langston hughes nothing happens to a dream deferred nothing at all it just stays put hanging in your walk-in closet behind saris slacks aprons garden gloves and jeans like a sinky prom dress while you steal regular peaks wondering how to fit in its mold without unfurling seams altering its size original pattern its basic scheme no it doesn't go rancid nor curdles but it does grow mature in infancy with sizzling spicy zeal like pickled fruits and veggies or stays infant even in maturity and yes it does for a man lying out of light in a cellar ch- changing from brick red to tender violet ready to slosh out one day stunning your extra refined palate wow Another beautiful uh, piece by Sahar Hashmi. I really appreciate you being here today. I will uh, put the, all your links in below, like below the video. And uh, please, guys, go and follow her on Instagram. She's such a soulful, beautiful person. 
And um, I'm very grateful you, you've been here with me today. Um, I will, uh, again, put all the links below the video. So check her out. Saha, thank you so thank much. Thanks a lot, Jay, for inviting me and for this lovely conversation. Thank you for sharing your beautiful work. Thank you.